with the Bill Michaels Show, and we are glad you're with us today. Thanks, as always, for being here. Appreciate it so much to all of you all throughout the network. Joining us now out there in La Crosse and WKTY, Eau Claire, Sports Talk, 105.1 WAYY, our good buddy Ernie and the gang at WVRQ in Viroqua. Thanks to our friends at ESPN Radio in Wausau and Marshfield, WOSQ. We don't say hi to Marshfield nearly enough. Marshfield and Platteville, man. Also, our friends in Shano and Clintonville. We'll see uh, some of the gang uh, from Peshtigo and WMAM. Jim Callow and the gang uh, at uh, WMAM coming up this weekend. So we're going to be up in that area. So looking forward to that. But uh, glad to glad to have everybody on board today. Friends in Milwaukee on the big 920 WOKY. Saying hi to our friends there uh, again, over and over again. Glad to be back. Uh, let's do this. Uh, we were talking about Jordan Love, and we were talking about the organization. We were talking about Brian Gutekinds. Is the, if you believe the organization is all in, and you believe that you are now in a three-year sprint with Aaron Rodgers to get to a Super Bowl and win a Super Bowl, do you believe? Is there? Uh, maybe I should put it this way. Is there any part of the organization that you believe is not all in? Think about that. I think Brian Gutekinds has gone all in the best he can. Uh, short of going out, I mean, first of all, they had salary cap ramifications. They had to, to, to be able to dislodge so much money to reinvest and extend and kick the can down the road, something they don't normally do. To then reinvest that money and bolster your defense, come out really seemingly ahead, re-signing Devondre Campbell. Preston Smith... Uh, gets a, an extension, and they redo his deal. Rashawn Gary, Rasul Douglas, kept Adrian Amos. They didn't start cutting guys. They gave a new contract extension to Jair Alexander. They bring in Jerron Reed to add additional depth on the defensive front. Then they went out and drafted in that area as well. You got you believe, we're crossing our fingers, knocking on wood, that David Bakhtiari's coming back. Hopefully Elton Jenkins is progressing nicely. It looks like you're going to get Tanyan back at some point. You went out and found Sammy Watkins. They've added additional depth on the offensive line. Your running back tandem is in place. I mean, it's, you know, they extended the quarterback. When the quarterback says, I completely deny that. It is not three years, 150. It's not $50 million a year, and it turns out, yeah, it is. Can't believe anything now. Remember when Pat McAfee was emphatic saying, no, it's not, and Roger said, no, it's not, and it turned out, yes, it is? <laughs> uh, at what point do we just stop listening to the rhetoric, you know? So, okay, that being said, do you believe this is all in? All in. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. Let's go to Bob. Bob, uh, welcome to the program, The Bill Michael Show. What's going on today, man? Morning, Bill. Thanks for the line. Um, you bet. Last hour, you had asked whether I whether we thought that uh, Rogers was all in, and I think that's a really specific question that has a broad answer. And just give me a moment to kind of fan this out and get your response to it. You know, if you were to get Rogers up at the podium and ask him, "Are you all in, Aaron?" Of course, he's going to say all the right things. That's one thing. He's done consistently throughout his career. He just knows how to give the right answer. He toys with the media, trolls it, and he'll give you the answer that, honestly, that we want to hear as opposed to the one that we really think. 
And when I look at Aaron Rodgers and I've listened to some of his interview questions or answers, you uh, read some of the articles, Bill, I think Aaron, I don't think the bull is a motivator for him. You know, I remember an interview with Favre years ago, and Favre said when they lost to the Broncos there in 97, he said, we just thought we were going to be back next year. We were that good. And they mm-hmm. never got back again. And it, and there's a certain amount of hubris to that because, as you know, and a lot of listeners know, it takes a lot of things to go right. It just can't get you there on talent alone. A lot of things have to break the right way in a 16-game in a season or a 17-game season now for you to get make it all the way to the bowl. When you look at Rodgers, Rodgers getting paid one way or the other. He's getting paid $50 million this season. Far, Manning, Brady. I just named off three men that loved to play the game. Loved it. You interviewed mm-hmm. Favre, I remember, up at Lambeau in the atrium. The guy just yep. oozed, oozed, uh, you know, the love of the game, uh, to use a cliche. All three of those guys loved to play the game. They would do different things. I know everybody points to Brady, restructured his salary and all that. I get it. I get it. But the fact is, is he loved to play. So did Manning and Favre loved to play within an inch of his being. You never really get that sense out of Rodgers. You know, I, I always kind of, I guess I take away from it. He looks at it and says, eh, it's an ends to a mean. I get to own a little part of the box. You know, it, it allows me to do other things. Football allows that. But, Bill, let's use you as an example. Okay, come January, I'm paying you 50 million bucks to be behind that microphone down there in Milwaukee. And I say, mm-hmm. Bill, I need you to do this on the end of January. I need you to do it outside in the parking lot of Lambeau Field. Or here's the alternative. Tell you what, you and your girl, you can go to San Diego and lie on a beach out there. I'm guessing you're going to go with the San Diego thing. You're going to take the money. But you you know what? If you had your druthers, you'd be like, eh, I think I just sooner, I'm too old for this now. I'm just, you know, there's just a lot there where you look at it and you go, the season is longer. He's up there in years. I got a feeling he just looks at it, meh. You know, I'm all in. I'm going to give the best I can that I can do. If it gets me an MVP, fine, whatever. But I don't think he's even in it for, for that anymore. I think it's more about, you know what, I'm cashing my check. It allows me to do the things I can do at retirement. Anyway, that's my thought. I'll listen to see what you come up with. Thanks, Bill. You the man. Appreciate it. Okay, let's. but well, that's a lot to absorb. Okay. First of all, when you talk about Manning and Favre and Brady, and you can go through that list of successful quarterbacks, um, the one thing they loved was winning. Was winning. You, you say what you want about Brady. He wants to win. He wants to win. He is a likable version of Michael Jordan. Because deep in, and you get this when you listen to Brady. He's a nice guy, golly gee, oh hum. But his, we can all say unequivocally, his actions speak so loud, right? His actions speak so loud. That guy wants to win, period. He wants to win. When he gets in the ass of his guys on the sideline, when he talks about his own ineptitude, takes blame at the podium, 
talks about his will and the fact that he's standing there with seven rings. Come on. Five, six, seven rings. I don't even know how many he has anymore. That guy wants to win. Peyton Manning wanted to win. Peyton Manning, he ran into Brady a lot. Peyton Manning wanted to win. Peyton Manning put in the time. And he didn't do it in a way in which I'm Peyton Manning. You need to come up to my level. Peyton Manning, and you listen to anybody, specifically when you talk about to a guy like Von Miller and company, when they talked about him when he went to Denver, he could have walked in, I'm Peyton Manning, I don't have to do anything. Instead, he was the guy that's sitting in a hot tub trying to take care of his body in the cold tub with the iPad, trying to help guys study to say, this is what I'm looking for, what are you looking for, and bouncing ideas off of them, bringing them in. I want to talk to you. And just conversationally. You talk about those guys. Favre, Favre had this level of talent that had he really studied early on in his career, he might have an additional Super Bowl. But they did buy into the ego. They did feel they were the best team, and they had an unstoppable force. Um, but they believed that they could just flip the switch and turn it on and win a Super Bowl. But you could tell via Favre's enthusiasm, play on the field, and the tenacity with which he played, and the fear with which he played, that he loved the game. So I'm going to step back here. Now, when you say that you'd give me $50 million and I get a choice of either going to Lambeau Field and doing a broadcast or sitting on the beach in San Diego, um, I'll say this. I love what I do. I love it. I wake up every day. Now, there's days that you're kind of waking up, you're going, oh, God, what's there to talk about today? You know, you beat a lot of things to death or there just isn't anything exciting. Okay, I get that. But every day when the music plays, it, it's thrilling to be here. So when you say I'd probably want to go sit on the beach, uh, I'm sure Kristen would want to go sit on the beach. But me, there is nothing more exhilarating in my life than getting ready to go to Lambeau Field and do a broadcast, than getting set up to do a post-game show in front of a, a live audience, taking phone calls, getting passion, good win, bad bad loss, whatever, talking about it, discussing it, breaking it down, and then carrying that thing over through the week, getting all the different stuff deciphered, and then getting back on track ready for the next next opponent. Seeing certain things, trying to foreshadow it, writing it down, saying we talked about this in this particular day. Remember when we discussed this? This has come back to haunt them. All that kind of stuff. You know, it, it, it. So for me personally, if I would go to one side or the other, I'd probably go old school Favre, old school Manning, old school Brady. Old school, you know, pick a quarterback, Montana, old school Bradshaw. You know, the guys that just love to be dirty and in the dirt and playing the game and 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 that. That that that's more me. That's more my style. So what you're saying is, is you don't believe Rogers is all in. That you he you feel he got the money and the money allows him to be motivated to do different things. And Maybe some of that can possibly be true. I don't know his internal fortitude, his intestinal fortitude. I don't know that. I know Aaron Rodgers does a lot to win. But 
I think what we all want to see, and we, you know, you either know it or you don't. The perception becomes reality in a lot of people's minds, and I think that's the perception of Aaron Rodgers. I think Rodgers wants to win. I think he loves to win because he loves to prove people wrong. There's two there's two ways to look at that though. Are you out to prove people wrong, or are you out to love the game and play the game because you love the game? Because you eat it, you breathe it, you sleep it. You know, you can't wait to be back in, into the gym. You can't wait to smell the nasty smell. You can't wait to put the pads on. You can't wait to put the helmet on. You can't, you can't wait to jump back into the cold tub to put your body through it all over again. There, there's, there's a level of, of desire there of you eat it. Or is football a means to an end? You can have both. There's nothing wrong with that. But if it's strictly the means to an end, then the passion isn't the same. That's my point. 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, please feel free. Go ahead and do so. Uh, let's go to Daniel listening to us in Toma. Daniel, what's going on today, man? How you doing? All right, so the guys that keep on putting Rodgers down, they don't know nothing about sports. He's here to win. And, yeah, maybe he don't come to your extra practices, but he never has. He's never changed his routine from 2009, and you know, since about the second or third year. And it's because maybe he is a little spoiled. And that's that's something. I just cannot believe people want to get rid of Rodgers. Up until last year, he was at every – up until last year, Daniel, he was at everything. Yeah, Lynn Dickey and all that stuff. These guys got to remember we one thing we were missing. We gave all that money to Don Mikowski. Had one good year, never played again. Not to mm-hmm. potential. And then Lynn Dickey, it wasn't his fault. He came here as an old quarterback. He's a good quarterback. He just couldn't. Stand yeah, he was. What the heck? You know, he was a good quarterback. I remember he still got one record in the in the record at the Green Bay that no one's ever bust. He still got one record on the book that Rodgers or Favre don't. Don't have, and that's consecutive Which is? passes. Consecutive oh, okay. passes. He had the flu that day. It was in Thanksgiving of 1983. He had the flu, and he was going against Detroit. He passed for 22 times in a row, and nobody dropped the ball. But it took the receivers to do it. He doesn't catch his own passes. It's the receivers. You know, it's a right. team effort. We don't lose because of one player. We don't win. Because of one player. I never heard of a quarterback that in the middle of the field says, I won. You need 10 other players to win. You need a defense. No, I, I agree with that. You're, you're 100% you know, correct. You keep on blaming Rodgers. Rodgers cannot do more than the coach. If the coach wants him there, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what happens behind the screen. But I see all the players are on his side. It's not like they're all sitting up there saying, let's get rid of them. Let's get rid no, of them. No, no. I agree with that. They, they know that he's a winner. He's, they know that he have, gives them the best shot at winning. Right. I'm 57 years old. People say, you can't play softball no more. I told you about this. I still play. You know why? Because I was an athletic when I was younger, and I never learned how to stop. As long as my legs are work and my arms are throw, I will keep on playing sports. And I'll still okay. my bike, and I'll still run, I'll still run my 5Ks. I don't have a motorcycle, unfortunately, but I'll do my best. If I could, I'd run alongside your motorcycle and high-five you. I don't know. You know, motivation. I'm 57, and I'm still trying to play sports. People say, Daniel, you keep, you keep chugging along, man. I appreciate the phone call. <laughs> See if Daniel yes! could pass, if he could pass along.
That enthusiast. Don't blame Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I'm not blaming Aaron Rodgers. I think uh, the uh, the playoff game this past year was due in part to the ineptitude of the offense and uh, in part because uh, the special teams absolutely, absolutely suck swamp water. So, but let's be honest, when you're going to give the quarterback a ton of the credit, you got to give a quarterback a ton of the uh, ton of the disdain as well when you can clearly see that things aren't clicking. But as far as Rodgers goes, the reason, no, there's two reasons why nobody talks out. One is because we all know, you, me, everybody that's in the state of Wisconsin, everybody that's a Packers fan, that man, his intelligence, his athletic ability, everything that goes along with it, that man gives you the best chance of winning. He just does. Right? I think we would all agree upon that. Bill, do we and need the to, other th- Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Do we need to fact no, check ahead. the fact that Lynn Dickey threw the most consecutive passes? I I, th- I think we need to fact check that whole statement because when he said Rodgers has never come to come to the practices, the extra practices, it was like, no, no, you're wrong. It was up until last year. He was at everything, every one pretty much. And last year when the, the pissed off rage began, that's when uh, he didn't show, so. Uh, but then the second portion of that, when you talk about, you know, Aaron Rodgers and why are we picking on him? I don't think we're picking on him. I just think this is this is my perception. I think people want your quarterback, especially a guy that's coming to the end of your career, a guy that just got 50 million bucks. You want your guy there. You want him present. You want him being the leader. You want him being the guy that's clapping the hands, pounding the fist, getting guys ready, saying, this is it. Let's get on the same page. One for all, all for one. I'm going to be your leader. I'll throw you on my back, but you just follow me, and I'll take you down to the gates of hell, and we're going to come through it just fine. That's what you want out of your leader. What you don't want is a guy sitting out in California, you know, whatever. I mean, he's just, it's, that's not the Midwestern way. That's not the Wisconsin way. It's not the three fingers of scotch. You'd rather have him sitting, sitting at stadium view right now or over at hinterland right now, or someplace up there eating a pizza at Sammy's pizza, drinking a beer, and then going over to the weight room, sweating it out, working it, getting that white foamy head out of your, uh, out of your pores, and then coming back even more pissed off and more ready to go and F the Vikings, F the bears, F the lions. And, and the guy just talks about nothing but Super Bowl. That's what you want out of your leader and he's just a different cat so there's a different perception there but yeah we can we can i think we're gonna need a fact check to everything that's for damn sure uh 877-867-1670 you got something to say (laughs) bring it more of the bill michael show coming up next covering wisconsin sports like a blanket this is the bill michael show on the wisconsin sports zone radio network welcome back glad to have you hey uh they have finished the patio, the deck, everything out front, a great place to ride to, and a big doings going on this weekend as well out there in County, County Highway K out in Oconomowoc. It is our friends at Boondocks, Barbecue, Burgers, and Brews. Stop on out. they got a terrific menu. I'm, uh, their buffalo chicken salad, uh, for those that like to eat semi-healthy, uh, I'm telling you, it's fantastic. Fantastic. Now, the burgers and stuff are great. But if you're going for lighter side things, that's I was out there uh, a couple of Fridays ago, and uh, fantastic, really, really good stuff. 
But Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews right there on County Highway K in Oconomowoc, I guarantee you will not be disappointed. And they have completed the deck and the patio, and they have the outside seating. And this weekend, I'm sure it's going to be packed with people. And if, you're ri- if you ride, it's a great ride out in that area as well if you're on a motorcycle. Uh, but they have TVs outside, that big, beautiful, the, the old wood bar that used to be inside is now on the outside deck. Beautiful out there. TVs, you can sit outside, watch a Brewers game. All that kind of good stuff. Stop out Boondocks Barbecue Burgers and Brews, County Highway K in Oconomowoc. Stop in, tell them we said hi. Uh, 877-867-1670, Um, 877-867-1670. Boy, we got a lot going on over on the uh, Bud Light live stream. Uh, We're going to Bill Huber, by the way, is going to join us coming up here in about 10 minutes. Uh, We're going to talk with him from Sports Illustrated. He's up there covering the Green Bay Packers. Uh, Brantley says, I think Aaron Rodgers has a lot of passion for the game. I think he just doesn't express it, and he expresses it differently than others. Obviously, he's a smart guy, and he is using all the money that he has earned for the future as well, but I think that he wants to prove to everybody that he can win with no-name receivers. Um, I don't know if he wants to prove. I think Aaron Rodgers is motivated by two things. Does he want to win? Absolutely. Absolutely. I And I agree with the email, uh, Brantley. Thank you so much over on the Bud Light live stream. I also agree that he does express things differently. He's just a different. It's We were used to Favre. We were used to the guy that loved to go hunting and fishing and a guy that loved every now and then his case of Budweiser and to drink his beer and to enjoy himself and be one of us. He would come to Milwaukee. He'd go up and down Water Street. He'd go to Taylor's. He'd hang out. A lot of stuff going on in Brett Favre's life, right? But he was a Wisconsinite. Good old Southern boy, but he was a Wisconsinite. Rogers comes in. Yeah, he bought into the Bucks, But he drinks the three fingers of scotch, and he's out, you know, dating starlets and buying the house on Malibu and it's just different. It's There's a different perception of Aaron Rodgers. Is he a better quarterback than Favre was? Yes. Yes. Is he smarter? Yes. Is he a better film study? Yes. Is he the Matrix coming to the line of scrimmage? Yeah, for the most part. For the most part. Has he played with a chip on his shoulder? Much like Favre did. Favre was not a high, high-end recruit coming out of high school into college and vice versa. Same thing. There was, There's just a different heart there. But I think the end result of both hearts is the same. I just think the perception of what that heart is is different. The only thing I can say is that, as far as what we would like as fans, uh, would like to see that that leadership aspect, you know, Hey, it starts with me and trickles down. Everything that goes on starts with me. And I think that's the only thing that people want to see that's different. Um, but it's also it's also different times. I mean, it's, you know, there's social media that changes your thought process. You know, um, it, it Favre lives on the lore of what he did, too. I mean, think about it this way. And, and Pac fan, you're right. Think about it this way. If Favre was coming to town and all the running around, he and Chewy and Frankie all did, think of all of that. If there was social media back then, come on. Come on, man, right? 
So, eh. I, I don't I don't question the will to win. I don't question the want to win. I don't question any of that stuff. I, I can never question a player's heart. Unless you see a guy quit, I'll never play a question a guy's heart because we don't know what goes on in their head. That's unfair. That's like somebody questioning you at your job. Even though you may be thinking one particular thing to get from point A to point B and get the job done, but because they see it differently of how you should or shouldn't do things, they feel you don't have the same passion because you're not on the same page with them. And that's not right. That's not right. So I don't question a guy's heart, but like I said, uh, to me, I'm, uh, it, to me, it's all about postseason. I don't give two dams about the regular season. I really don't. I care what I care about this year. This is this. If I'm going into this season with my eyes wide open, what am I focusing on, though? My focus is I don't care about the record. What I focus on is show me the Achilles heels that can ultimately cost them. What do they do to fix them during the regular season and then get wins in the postseason? The rest of it, I don't care. Don't give me your excuses. Don't give me your everybody else did this and I'm not doing anything here. And I don't point the thing. What I care about is fix the problems. Don't give us lip service and then win a championship. That's it. That's what this is about. This three-year run, that's all this is about. Anything less is a failure. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. 877-867-1670. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show. It's coming up. We're going to talk Bill Huber of Sports Illustrated. Coming up right after this. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Joining us now on the hotline, our good friend uh, covering uh, the Green Bay Packers for SI, uh, Bill Huber now joining us. Uh, over on the uh, over on the hotline, Bill. How you doing? I'm great. How about you? Doing well. So, first of all, you know, how big of a deal is it, if anything, as everybody seems to be making a big deal out of no Aaron Rodgers at OTAs? Yeah, it's a good question, Bill. And I've I've gone back and forth on it. I mean, I, I asked the quarterbacks coach Tom Clements about it last week, and you know, I didn't expect him to say much of anything different. But Clements' answer, and there's some logic to this. If you're talking about getting on the same page as those rookie receivers and, and, you know, and Sammy Watkins, as far as that goes, those guys have to learn the offense first. And then learning can happen right now. And then when training camp happens, it's time, then it's time to, to get that chemistry built. But it's hard to build chemistry with the quarterback if you don't know what you're doing, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I guess I understand um, Clement's perspective on it, and maybe it's coach speak. Um, I, I get it. But I, I guess I do understand, by the same token, would it hurt if he's here? Throwing passes, passes to Christian Watson and those guys, you know, probably not. So, I, I see both sides of it. Um, do, do I think he's not all in because he's not here? No, I mean the guy wasn't here last year either, and he won the MVP. So he's he knows what he's doing. He's preparing in his own way. But I, I think if you want to criticize him, I, I think it's, I think it's fair just because of it's it's not. You know, when he showed up last year, you know, it was Lazard and Adams and Velda Scantling and healthy Robert Tunyon. I mean, it's. None of those guys. I mean, other than Lazard, it's none of those guys this year. So I, I remember going back years. I was uh, reading in a, an article recently about Peyton Manning, and he was talking about early on. And he said it wasn't so much get, throwing passes; it was getting to know the guys in the locker room and being on the same practice field, getting in their head to get on the same page with them. Uh, I, I agree with you. It doesn't hurt. I get it where he doesn't have to be there. You want guys to know what they're doing by the time Rogers shows up. 
but you also want them to know what they're doing with Rodgers under center because that's ultimately who's going to be throwing them passes. So, uh, you know, it's it's I, I think there's some importance there. Um, give me your thoughts yeah. on the rest of this, though, with some of these other guys, the wide receiving room, the tight end room, the weapons that they do have offensively speaking. Yeah, it's pretty weak. I'm not going to sugarcoat it, and, you know, Randall Cobb would probably take offense to it, but, man, I just wrote about it a minute ago. Um, Devontae Adams had more catches and almost as many yards as every veteran receiver on the team, and I'm including Sammy Watkins in that. Adams had more catches than all those guys combined. It's it's not a good receiving room. It's not. Um, and without Robert Tunney, it's not a good tight end room. Um, doesn't mean it's not going to be. It doesn't mean that, look, Lazard, the last five games last year, is actually one of the more productive receivers in the NFL. You know, all those other guys will get more opportunities to get the numbers up, and maybe Sammy Watkins can can turn back the clock some. But if you just look at it on paper, it's if it's not the worst receiver core in the NFL, it's got to be pretty darn close. So you think it's that bad? Who do they have? I Lazard, no, I agree with I, you. I'm telling you, Alan, I think Alan Lazard's a good player. Uh, but Randall Cobb is going to be 32 here in a couple of months. Watkins hasn't done anything since. His second year in the NFL, um, Sammy uh, Jawan Winfrey had eight catches and two drops and a fumble last year. Malik Taylor didn't play. Amari Rodgers didn't play. What do they have? Robert Tunney is coming back from an ACL. It's uh, I don't know who they have. Do they get it done just straight? Now, this is my other question because I know we keep talking about, well, he's just going to have to trust everybody and just kind of work with everybody. Okay, that that's great, but – do they get it done by kind of dinking their and dinking and dunking their way down the field then? It sounds good on paper until you face a defense that's got good corners and is going to take the crap away. At some point, and I might have used this line on the show again, on your show earlier, so I apologize if I, if I have, but having a great coach and a great scheme and a great quarterback, that's all well and good. And LaFleur and Rodgers will make it work. But you know what? The Rams have a great coach. They've got a great quarterback, and they went out and got Allen Robinson, right? Um, the Buccaneers have those things, and they added Russell Gage to Chris Goblin and Mike Evans. Those teams have infinitely, yeah, I'll say infinitely better weapons at this point than the Packers do. At the end of the day, I, your X's and O's are great. I don't give a crap about them. You've got to go win a matchup. And um, can these guys on third and five in the fourth quarter of a big game, can they get open? We'll see. Maybe Christian Watson's going to be great. He certainly has the the goods to do it. You know, Dubs is a hell of a player at Nevada. Um I think Lazard's a good player. Maybe Sammy Watkins back with LaFleur, who had a pretty decent year in 2017 together. Maybe, maybe there's something there. But it's kind, of, it's kind of like you're all wishing and hoping right now. You know, the Rams can go line up with Cup and Allen Robinson and feel like they can win those third and five matchups every time. Do the Packers, can you feel that confidence with the Packers? Probably not. You, you probably shouldn't. Uh, when guys come back, everybody looks a little different, talks a little different, you know, getting back into the swing of things type of deal. Um, anything stick out to you as everybody starts to get back together? Yeah, Randall Cobb would cry nonsense and everything I just said. <laughs> he was he was really good yesterday. <laughs> he, he, he said he didn't care what people thought of the receiver core. God bless Randall Cobb for speaking his mind and having that that proud veteran mentality. Um, he's But you know, it was hard to get anything out of yesterday, Bill. It was, you know, all the 11 on 11 stuff was that, Two-thirds tempo. Uh, the seven-on-sevens were pretty were pretty live, but there was just, just wasn't much of that. You know, watching Rich, Rich Bisaccia out there dropping F-bombs was entertaining. Um, you can, <laughs> but the coaches, but the players love the guy. So that's, uh, you know, I, I think when people get to go watch during training camp, I think just, you know, during those quiet moments, just, just watch Bisaccia coach. He is, 
he is here, there, and everywhere at the same time. He is very entertaining is not the right word, but he's he's got a mentality um, that's uh, pretty interesting to watch. So I, I want to go back to uh, yesterday, and Matt LaFleur stated that they are going to practice with the New Orleans Saints. And one of the things that he alluded to was the fact that um, he felt that, well, yeah, you know, we're going to go ahead and get our work in against this this New Orleans Saints team. However, he said that means that under more of those stringent practices, that'll be a, kind of the the preseason, if you will, for a lot of the veterans. Did that mean that he's not going to play again? Not He's not going to play a lot of these veterans come preseason? How I did it, Bill. I mean, talking. Yeah. There wasn't much. Wasn't much re- reading between the lines there. Um, and, and I get it. I, and I, look, I, I understand people are going to say, "Yeah, but it's a great way to get Rogers reps with those guys." And look, I totally understand. In the history of football, nobody's ever won a Super Bowl in the preseason. Um, look at the twenty. What, what year did Jordy Ferris ACL at Pittsburgh? I mean, the season was over right twenty fifteen, right? I mean, the season mm-hmm. was over that day. So I, I get it. I would. I wouldn't play anybody of any substance um you take your lumps in september like they did last year against the saints whatever um the idea is to get out of the preseason as healthy as possible and build from there so yeah that's that's the way i would do it yeah i uh, i kind of got that sense and i get it you know a guy like bakhtiari and some of the guys that are coming back i you know you're still going to need to play a few guys to get the, them some licks but the only thing I question is, you know, we keep talking about the wide receiving core, getting familiar again with a guy like Robert Tunyon and, and that tight end room and, and being able to, you know, manipulate that offense now without the, the likes of Devontae Adams. But yet you're not going to do it until you actually see the, the, you know, the first time for a real opponent staring down, coming after you. It makes it a little bit tough to say that they're going to hit the ground running, doesn't it? Yeah, for sure. They, they didn't hit the ground running last year either, did they? And, and by the end of the season, they had the best record in the NFC, best record in the NFL, and the number one seed. And it, that preseason plan had nothing to do with the 49ers game, obviously. So, um, But it is, you, you get those two practices against the Saints where nobody's going to get tackled. You know, the quarterback's not going to get hurt. Um, he's going to get blindsided. Um, that's, that's the time to get that stuff done. And you, know, you figure the, the Saints will will run their defense against the Packers because they get them in their, they've got nothing to hide. They're not playing them in a game that matters. So um, I, I think that's the value in that is you can get game-like experience um, while limiting um, the, the, the risk. So uh, the defensive side of the football, I mean, obviously there's less to it, we'll say, than getting guys indoctrinated to the offense. But give me your thoughts on some of the guys that you've seen, some of the rookies you've seen, attitudes, and how they kind of fit into that locker room. Yeah, it's going to be a really good group. My my goodness, Devontae, um, not Devontae Wyatt, uh, Quay Walker, he's enormous. He, 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 he was in the huddle next to Chris Barnes yesterday. Um, it's it's this, this gigantic man against the little guy. I mean, not, and Chris Barnes isn't small, but my God, he's humongous. And same with uh, the safety three Carpenter. He's just he, he's this huge guy out there, and they run well. Um, those those guys are going to be factors, and maybe for Carpenter, it's just special teams. Goodness knows they need some help there. But Quay Walker is big and fast, and um, you can see the explosiveness from from Wyatt just during some of those pass rush drills that they've got. Those guys are going to be. Well, I hate to say they're going to be really good players based on a couple of practices that I've seen, but boy, those guys are going to be good players. Hey, uh, you talked about real quick uh, Frank Passaccia and his intensity, we'll say. Um, is it just the feeling? Is it just different 
with having a guy like that be your special teams coach? Yeah, it is. Um, and I don't know that it matters that he drops a cuss word here and there. He's super animated. But um, you see him because Mo Drayton was animated out there too. But it's just a guy that's been, I don't know how many years he's been a coordinator, 16, 20, whatever, you know, however, however many of the years are. And he's got the track record. Um, he's been a head coach. You know, they brought in Keyshawn Nixon from the Raiders, so he can he can speak to Basaccia to the players. I mean, listening to the coaches is great, but to hear from the players too, I think that matters. I mean, that's why Keyshawn Nixon decided to sign here because Basaccia is here. Um, so yeah, I, I think just the track record that he's got, it's just something that they haven't had here. You know, all these all these other coordinators that they had, they they didn't just didn't have that track record of. Um, you might like what he says, you might not like what he says, but by God. Look at what he's done, and I think I think that matters. Um, there's not a lot of buy-in, right, Bill? I mean, just mm-hmm. look at the guy's resume. That's right. that's your buy-in. So yeah, I think it's I think it's a huge deal, and it does seem like there's more of an emphasis on special teams when they they got a perfectly good punter in Bajorquez and brought in Pat O'Donnell because he's been there and he's done that. And again, I just mentioned Keyshawn Nixon, but he's a core special teamer for the Raiders. Um, Tariq Carpenter is going to be one of those guys that you would think too. Um, it does seem like that they've said they're going to put more emphasis on special teams, and, and that has not just been empty words. Uh, good stuff, as always, my friend. We will touch base real soon. we got more OTAs, some mandatories, all that kind of good stuff. Do they expect Rodgers back for the mandatories, or is it just the mandatories, or what? Well, I'm going to go with what Rodgers said. Rodgers told said on McAfee during the draft that he'll be here for some days of OTAs, so I figure he'll be for, for some OTAs. We'll see. Yeah, I'm kind of waiting to see the same thing. Good stuff as always, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. All right, take care. Bye. There you go. Bill Huber, SI.com. You can find his stuff there. Go to Bill Huber, SI, at Bill Huber, SI, over there on Twitter. That's where you can find him and uh, just kind of giving us the lowdown. Guys look good. Guys are monstrous. Uh, the locker room's good. All the things you want to hear. Nothing crazy coming out of uh, Green Bay. The uh, question and all the chatter seems to be around the quarterback and the fact that he's not there right now, but he said he would be, so we just sit back and we wait. It's uh, that simple. Just sit back, you wait, and at some point, you know, you kind of figure that, you know, he's going to he's gonna come swinging in and say hi and show his wares and, and you know, kind of, Kind of do his thing, and I'm not concerned about it. I know it's the topic of conversation, and we certainly seem concerned about it, but I'm not really concerned about it, to be perfectly honest with you. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Cunis RV. Go to CunisRV.com. That is CunisRV.com, Wisconsin's fastest-growing RV dealer. And uh, they have got so many different brands uh, right now. And if you're looking, because there's a lot of people that were going to take these big exorbitant vacations and then gas prices hit and you think, okay, staycation, I might as well go get an RV, maybe a fifth wheel camper van, whatever. And instead of going on the big, you know, family four or five grand trip, we're just going to take a short couple of trips here in the state or just be on the borders, maybe go see America and do it in an RV from Cunis RV. Go to K U N E S Cunis RV.com. They have Jayco Alliance coachman, Forest River, Nexus, Heartland, Keystone, Winnebago. I mean, I can go on and on. Uh, They just have so many. And uh, they have so many dealerships all throughout the state of Wisconsin and just beyond the borders as well. And they continue to grow. They continue to get bigger and better. Their buying power is fantastic. And the fact that they're able to keep the finance interest rates down at least as low as they can. They have some great deals. They're paying top dollar for your trade. There's no reason 
not to stop in and check out our friends at Cunis. Go to K-U-N-E-S, Cunis RV, and they do consignment. So it's big or small, Cunis RV consigns them all. Go to CunisRV.com, K-U-N-E-S, CunisRV.com. That is CunisRV.com. More than the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Friends at Quick Trip, they are giving away, giving away a brand new 2022 Chevy Cavalier or Chevy Camaro Cavalier. Come on, Camaro. <laughs> yeah, a Chevy Camaro SS with the Quick Trip 250 Pepsi Pit Stop presented by Jack Links. And you can purchase uh, any of the participating Quick Trips, a Pepsi product, Rockstar product, Jack Links product with a Quick Rewards app. And you're going to earn automatic entry. One weekly winner each receives a $500 Quick Trip gift card and four NASCAR Quick Trip 250 tickets to the July 3rd event in Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin. That is Road America. You got a chance to win this Chevy Camaro from our friends at Quick Trip. They got you covered, and we're giving it away, giving that thing away. There's going to be, I think, 10 lucky winners, and then they're going to bring them all together, and then they're going to give it away um, on July 3rd, the morning of July 3rd at the... Oosthoff. Good stuff. Peyton Manning had this to say some years back about team building and uh, an OTAs. Well, I mean, certainly I think it's important to get to know guys, uh, uh, spend time with guys, not just out here at practice or in the weight room. I mean, when you're over here in the weight room and in practice, it's, it's pretty much work. And uh, you listen to the coaches, listen to the street coaches. So whether... Um, you know, like I said, going to a Rockies game, we have a uh, Coach Fox uh, did it last year. We have a, a um, uh, Broncos uh, nine-hole golf tournament. It's probably a good thing it's nine holes and not 18. Uh, there's 40 sets of rental clubs last year, which tells you how many non-golfers we have uh, on this team. So, um, but, uh, but it's fun. You know, everybody plays with, with a different position. You know, I'll play with a defensive lineman and a – and a linebacker and so uh it's it's little things like that that i've always thought made a difference uh, the good teams that i've been on in the past were guys that got along that guys that went to dinner that hung out um uh, spent time away from the playing field and so i've always thought that's important uh, i think you can win a game for you somewhere down the road there you go playing golf together going to a rockies game together that's when he first ended up back in 2013 when he was coming in to the broncos organization they did a lot of things that were away from the field to get to know guys, to build that chemistry, for guys to be open, the guys to talk, guys to feel comfortable, guys to, you know, there, there's a lot of that. When you talk about new guys, there's a lot of things you can do. It's not, and I've said this time and again, it's not just about being here to learn the playbook. Aaron Rodgers doesn't need that. He's, he knows the playbook. But it's about the personality of a guy. What does he like to do? Does he want to do stuff with you? While you're away, you know, one of the great connections we all know was Aaron Rodgers and Jordy Nelson. They used to ride to work together. They used to drive to work together, do a lot of stuff away from the field together. You know, it was that that relationship was built. So anyway, I'm said my piece, said my piece. 
Hey, um, apparently there was not a lot of investigating done on the part of one NFL team. Going to talk a little bit more about that when we come back. And uh, check it out. Put it that way. Check it out. Stay tuned. Got two more hours of the Bill Michael Show coming back. Good stuff. A lot of good stuff today. We'll be back right after this. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.